Hello, my name is Nell Ostrom, Associate Editor for Canada's History Magazine. Today I'm speaking with Kim Campbell, former Federal Justice Minister and Canada's 19th Prime Minister. Since leaving politics in 1993, Ms. Campbell has gone on to serve on a number of international bodies, has taught at Harvard and other institutions, and has worked as a consultant on issues relating to democracy and leadership. But many Canadians will remember Ms. Campbell as the woman who succeeded Brian Mulroney as Conservative leader and Prime Minister. Her four-month term as Prime Minister was short but historic because she was the first woman in Canada to hold that office. I've reached her at her home in Paris. Ms. Campbell, you may be aware that this July marks the 90th anniversary of women in Canada winning the right to stand for election to Parliament. Back in the day, women like Agnes MacPhail had to fight to be heard and to be taken seriously as MPs. What was it like for you when you first entered Parliament in 1988? Well, by the time I was elected to Parliament, it was a lot easier than it certainly was for people like Agnes MacPhail or you know, even Ellen Fairco and Julie LaMarche and all those people because... There were more women in the House. Now, not a critical mass, certainly not the uh, the third that people say is really necessary to uh, open up an institution. But by the time I came to Parliament, people were accustomed to women, the sound of our voices, um, and it was a lot easier to speak in your own voice and be accepted. I was also part of a cabinet that had half a dozen women in it. Uh, so in question period, et cetera, there were, you know, we, we were up on our feet uh, doing our job. So I think for me it was a lot easier. But it's also true that when I uh, entered Parliament, by the time I entered, we had changed the rules in the House of Commons so that on average, so that we didn't have night sittings anymore. And uh, then we changed the rules so that we uh, one week and four we didn't sit, which made it possible to go home to your body. So there were a lot of things that actually made it a little bit easier on one's life. And it's interesting because these were changes that the men appreciated just as well. Um, you know, the, the old days of night sittings where people would sit up and play cards and drink through the night in case there was a vote uh, was really very destructive of family life. And it was interesting that the, the, the men themselves were very eager to get rid of that and to create a more civilized um, environment. Now, you went on to serve as Canada's 19th Prime Minister. It was a short tenure. You took over from Brian Mulroney at a time when the progressive Conservatives were at a low point in popularity and lost the 93 election. Now, when you look back on those uh, t- that time that you had in office, what are you most proud of having achieved? I was the first Prime Minister to convene um, a First Minister's meeting before the G7 summit. Uh, this had never been done before to bring the premiers together to talk about what the issues would be in, in the G7 summit, and I was pleased about that. Um, Bob Ray, who was then the premier of Ontario, didn't didn't go. He said it was just going to be a photo op, but in fact, it was an extremely substantive and excellent meeting. I think also something that I take some pride in was my redesign of the ministries of the government. One of the first things I did before I could appoint my cabinet, I had to decide what the ministries were going to be, and that is a prime ministerial prerogative. And uh, I tried to look at what the design of the ministry should be uh, really for uh, the end of the 20th, beginning of the 21st century, and I created the Department of Public Security, I created a standalone Department of Health, I created the Department of Canadian Heritage, and uh, a number of things that I felt streamlined the, the work of the government, and most of that uh, was kept. I think the other thing I would say is that it was a great pleasure for me 
to be a woman prime minister. Um, that I felt, you know, when I when I met young women across the country, I felt it really meant something to many of them to see one of their own, uh, you know, in uh, in that position. And um, you know, I'm sorry it didn't last longer, but it's important to me now that when young children are, as I often get letters from them, are writing, you know, projects on the prime ministership, and uh, they decide to write about me, that there is at least one woman they can write about, and that says to both little boys and little girls that this is something that a woman should aspire to do. So what was the hardest part about being the PM? But I think for me, the hardest part was something that I hadn't really anticipated. You know, most of my predecessors had come from what we might call the Golden Triangle, you know, the Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal area of Canada. Joe Clark was an exception. And it struck me when I became Prime Minister that for... Brian Mulroney or Pierre Trudeau or John Turner or many of these leaders, their friends and family were not very far away. That if people wanted to drive up and have dinner with you from Montreal or coming from Toronto or whatever, it wasn't really so far. My home was Vancouver. And after the leadership campaign uh, and all of the excitement about that, my friends and family went home to Vancouver. And it was a much lonelier situation I think that I anticipated. One of the things that you learn that, that women run up with this incredible, run into this incredible sort of double standard and um, the scrutiny in terms of you know what you look like and what you sound like in ways that um, it's not that men never get it, but it's a much less uh, prevalent theme in the coverage of men. And for women, it's a kind of catch twenty two: you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Uh, you know, sort of whatever you do, however you dress, however you behave, somebody's going to find something to complain about. Um, And I think that can uh, be very difficult and and take a lot of the fun out of public life for some people. So do you think that actually discourages some women from entering into political life? Uh, It seems to me that there's more attention paid to their image, what they look like, how they dress, and if they make any kind of mistakes... Well, yeah, I think I think it is a discouragement. You know, leadership is still gendered masculine in most societies, and so when men make mistakes, they are seen to belong there, and their mistakes are kind of flubs that are assumed not to characterize them in the long term. So they get forgiven, they get second chances, and women learn not just in politics but in the, you know, the corporate structure as well. That one of the reasons that women don't speak up as much is because they'd rather risk not being heard than risk saying something and having it used against them or, uh, you know, being, being a negative, because they don't get second chances in the same way. What happens when women make mistakes is it validates people's view that they didn't belong there in the first place. And so I think that, um, that often women feel, you know, why, why should I do this? It's just, you know, not an area that I, that I can shine. But my experience has been that women make really good politicians. So you're on the international scene a lot. How does Canada compare to other countries that you're familiar with in terms of women's representation in government? Well, actually, I just heard there was a study that came out and had us down about 50 or 51. But, you know, we're not doing very well. Um, You you know, we have nothing to be complacent about. But I think what we need to do is start with the end result of what we would like to have, which is you know, an evenly divided parliament in terms of men and women, and work backwards and say, okay, how could we get there? 
How could we make that happen? Well, thank you very much. Thank you and all the best. I'm Nell Ostrom, Associate Editor of Canada's History Magazine. I've been speaking with Kim Campbell. Kim Campbell served as Canada's first female Prime Minister. For more about the history of women in Canada's Parliament, read the June-July issue of Canada's History Magazine.